Hey, 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 welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, a podcast for cool aunties and uncles every year. I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with Aunt Farah, Auntie Nana, Auntie Shade, and Uncle Femi. <laughs> There you go, there you go. Uncle Femi fit right in. We will get to you soon. How are you, everybody? How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. I'm on a break at the moment from work, which doesn't happen all the time for me. So it's quite weird, but I'm loving it. I'm, what's today? Day two. And today I've done not much, but go to the gym. I've had a nap and now I'm here. So yeah, nice. That's good. That's good. I hit my three months probation. Not like Yay! in my new job. So now I'm actually they can't sack me. And I'm like, you can be yourself. <laughs> I have not been on probation for a job for the last like over a decade. So it's been like, but they could actually let me go. Now, what if they let me go? How am I gonna pay my bills? But yeah, so I was like to my boss yesterday, so. I'm going to come in tomorrow. And he was like, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. So I'm, that made me very happy today. Good, good. Oh, lovely. All right. So I have the highlight of my day today has been speaking to my best friend. She just landed from Jamaica today. And I didn't know. She surprised me that she's staying for the whole of the summer. And I didn't know this. So we were just chatting about all of the little gallivantings that we're going to do throughout the summer when she goes back in September. So that's been the highlight of my day. Nice. Uncle Femi, you got any highlights for today? Just today? Just today, I picked up my mum from the airport. Oh, Ooh. nice. She, mm. Where's she been? So she's been in New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, for the past sort of two weeks, which is good. Oh, she really okay. enjoyed herself. She really liked it. She went to visit my cousin and his family. So she really oh, nice. liked it. And so uh, I was happy to see her, mum. And I don't really do those ahead. I don't do the pickups and drop-offs anymore, to be fair. But she called me yesterday and she was like, usually I just book at Addison Lee. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just book at Addison Lee. But then she called me yesterday. And she's like, oh, she, oh, there's going to be tube strikes tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know what? Let me go and pick up my mum, man, them old school ones. Have our little oh, chat in the car on the way back. So, yeah, so I picked her up. That was nice. Oh, what a good son you are. Good, well, good lad. Yeah. Uh, my highlight was speaking to Papa Essiadu because he's in a new show called The Lazarus Project and he is quite good and on Sky and speaking to Tiny Temper because he's host of Extraordinary Portraits. I think also Sky Arts, if I've got that right. I've probably got that wrong. Right. No, it's BBC actually. It's BBC. Is it not Sky Arts? Yeah, I have a bit of BBC. Oh, very good. Yeah, wherever it is, it's good. Yes, and yeah, it's BBC. It was great to speak to them both today. Had quite fun chats. They'll be out on British Blacklist soon. Yeah, those are my highlights of my day. All right, all right, all right. Let's start the show. Auntie Farah, warm us up, kid. Okay, cool. So tomorrow marks the 74th anniversary of when the wind rushed. Uh, started. Oh, okay. Um, so that's tomorrow. So I thought in ode to Windrush, we will do a little quiz. Test you guys' knowledge of Windrush. They're easy. This is like a children's quiz. So <laughs> if you don't get it, you need to go and read more books. Okay. <laughs> in 1948, the British government invited hundreds of black men and women from the Caribbean to come and work in the UK. But what was the name of the ship that they travelled on? 
I'm going to go around. Windrush. Windrush. H S H. I wouldn't like the whole thing. HMS Windrush. Yeah, that's what I thought. Empire Windrush. Oh, is it Empire? Empire Windrush. Do you know how deep it is, yeah? That the ship that black people came from, the Caribbean, Jamaica, from is called Empire. Get me. Do you know how psychological level and depth Mm, of the fact that and these people are shipped in on something called Empire Windrush and then were subject. Came in on a boat. Subjected to ra- racism on a yeah. bizarre, but anyway. I'm gonna give you that point, Femi, because you said it first. I you did say empire. You can get. I mean, a I mean, that, I mean, we all said it. I think he said it first. I think we need to roll back the tape personally, but okay. He said it first. You said it next. <laughs> what happened when the passengers on the Empire Windrush discovered a stowaway on board? Were they returned to the Jamaica and told to go off, get off? Did they have a concert to pay for their ticket, or were they made to walk the plank? Concert to pay for the ticket. Concert. 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 I said concert first. Martin I said it first. Yes. No, we said it at the Martin same time. Martin Nana said that. I literally said it at the same time. I am the jury. Okay. <laughs> the judge and everything. I'm judge. Martin Nana said that first. I'm yeah, concerned I mean, about that anyway. What they made them sing for their ticket. I know, right? Again. 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 Yeah, but who held All the concert? The colonizers or the people on the boat held a concert to raise tick money. Well, who who does it affect? And who's 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 the law on the boat? Not oh the people. No, I'm just asking. Who was it? Was it the community banding together to help them? Or, I don't know. I didn't I do, okay, whatever. Think about it. If you go somewhere and like say you go to a restaurant, yeah, and you don't pay for your food. I'm just saying, if you go to a restaurant and you don't pay for your food, who makes you wash the dishes? Not the man that sat at the next table. Yeah. That's my that's my way of answering your question. Sing for the supper, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Some black Tudors had great jobs. This is going back a bit now, right? They were expert divers and... Oh, I don't like this question. Sorry, I'm going to move on. Oh. Queen Elizabeth I was one of the investors in a venture set out by sea captain John Hawkins. It was one of England's first steps to becoming a slave trade. Shameful period in British history, but what was the shape of the journey in Hawkins' plan? Was it a triangle slave trade, a rectangle slave trade? Triangle. triangle. That was Auntie Sade, and you are correct. Absolutely. Thank you. Auntie AK, you are failing big time. I put my hand up to say it and I realised everyone's talking. I forgot. <laughs> okay, next question. The horrific slave trade unfortunately continued for hundreds of years with millions of people being taken from their homes in Africa. By the late 18th century, there was a growing campaign against slavery, included in a group of brilliant black political writers. But what were they also known as? Sons of Africa. Sons of Africa. That's it. Correct. And that was Femi. Okay. Didn't know that. Last question. <laughs> I did. I'm just very slow today. <laughs> I did a whole show. I did a whole thing about them. But yeah. Oh. After decades of campaigning in 1796, a vote was finally held in Parliament on ending the slave trade. But why were some MPs unable to vote? Because they were black? Because it was held on a Sunday? Because they were at the opera? Or because it didn't go ahead. Because it didn't go ahead. I'll say it again. 
Ah, it was Australia. held on a Sunday. Opera. That's why it didn't go through because they were at the opera. Imagine, imagine that. They said they're going to do this vote. I knew it had to be fucking turn up. Loads of people didn't turn up to, to fucking vote against slavery because they went to the opera. And at That's the end of that round, because it said like it didn't go ahead. That was right, and it also didn't go ahead because yeah. they went to the opera. No, some people voted. Some people, voted. Some people didn't but vote. Everyone, exactly. So it didn't mean anything because they were at the opera. Damn. And at the end of that round, Femi wins with one and a half points. You came second, please. You and Auntie Shard. You and Auntie Alicide. <laughs> to clarify. And Auntie AK scored nil plus. I knew everything in my head. <laughs> in my head doesn't make... You know, I'm not, I'm not fighting. I knew it in my head. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So it's my Thanks. turn to welcome someone to the family. And I'm going to welcome Benjamin Crump, uh, a civil rights lawyer. I just watched the documentary Civil, which is available on Netflix right now, by Nadia Halgren, who also did Michelle Obama's documentary. And basically overview some of the cases that Benjamin Crump was looking at during the years 2020 to 2021 that he was working on, which was a George Floyd case. <clears throat> and where his motto is that he can't, he doesn't have the power to get people arrested, but he does have the power to try and get hit the government or the politics or whatever, the legal system where it hurts most in their pockets. So he's trying to move to making sure that victims of police brutality and racial cases get compensated properly to hopefully affect change that way. It covers quite a few cases and it's quite emotional when you see in succession how many black, predominantly young men, but black people have been killed at the hands of police unlawfully. And the fact that this man is rolled out every single time to be the man on the ground to kind of help them, help the families deal with the matter. So there's more than just the police brutality cases that make up his, his, his bank account. And he does a lot of the ones, a lot of the ones that we don't see the high profile ones go under the radar as well. So I, and I think sometimes I've maybe looked at him like, why is he always there? But actually watching the documentary, one thing that struck me was that this man is in the homes of many people in succession of people who have had, who've lost people brutally due to racism, due to unlawful murder. And the fact that he's rolling out, he's a, he's a husband, he's a, he's a father, he's a son, obviously he's got family and he's on the road all the time. He's going to kind of try and, and fight the fight for Black people primarily, primarily. So I just wanted to welcome Benjamin Crump. Watch the documentary. It's quite interesting. A bit sad, or well, very sad actually, but he's doing big things. And he won. He he managed to get the. He helped towards the George Floyd case being settled for like twenty seven million or something like that, for the family of George George Floyd. So you know he's doing good stuff. And that's it. Big up. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, Mr. Crump. Okay, so I feel like I'm talking a lot now. As you're listening to the show, guys, please don't forget that you must leave your reviews, your comments on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and all the good places there. And don't forget also that we have a Patreon platform. Please sign up. We have three tiers. Make your choice. And those, you don't, any of you who want to join, you'll get extra episodes. You get more aunties talking more frankly about our lives and being a lot more raucous and rowdy at the auntie's after party. So please come and sign up to Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash your aunties could never. Help us become rich aunties so we continue to give you the good word, the good advice and the love that you need from the coolest aunties in the world. Now it's moving on to what have you heard, news and culture. Auntie Sade, what have you heard? Hey guys. 
<laughs> maybe on a bit of a lighter note, <laughs> my stories come from the world of music this week. So everybody knows that myself and Auntie Farah love Beyonce and she has just dropped a new track. Oh shit, I can't even remember what it's called now. <laughs> What's it called? Break My Soul? I think, yeah. And it's a house track. And Drake also dropped a track recently uh, called Falling Back, which is also a house track. Feels like 90s house to me. That's what people are talking about. And I just wanted to know, what do you think about this? Have you heard them? Do you like them? Have you watched Drake's video as well? Kind of thing. If you have, what did you think? Yeah, lighthearted stuff. What do you guys think? Bro, I mean, I also like Beyonce too. <laughs> Just putting I try it. You always do this. But you I do. Like you don't like her as much as me and Auntie Flora like her. Thank you're you. not a super fan. Thank you're you. Not, you're not a super fan. Thank you. Interesting. What makes, sorry, what makes you a super fan of Beyonce? Yeah. You have to follow her work, be very positive about what she does, like be an advocate for her in in when people are trying to come for her, you know, basically, you know. Yes, a member of the hive. Yes. But do you know, like, it's not unique because, like, lots of people do this for me. <laughs> Millions and millions of people. Someone who took her daughter to Amsterdam to see Beyonce on her 13th birthday. Someone who's seen Beyonce Beyonce about five times. Someone who's met Beyonce. I went to Paris. I see her VIP. Also went to New York. Has your family been anointed by her? No. I don't think so. Plus, her blood is Nigerian, so please. just let's. Just... I mean, I'm not going to fight for super fan, but I'm just saying that I'm not like a lowly fan. She I sang can... my national anthem. Yeah, I'm a fan. Okay. And, and <laughs> I spent many a year in a Facebook group being the, the, the defender with Nana of Beyonce. You <laughs> did. I have to. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But I didn't think you was a super fan. You're not, you don't, wouldn't describe yourself as that. Well, not like, not like I'm a super fan of Prince. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm talking about. And then you're trying to inject yourself in no, it. Anyway, let's go. I <laughs> heard the track. I love the track. I think the track is great. It's very reminiscent of old school. Drake's tune is stupid. The best part <laughs> about Drake's tune is uh, in the video, there's a bit where he's got the lounge singer and the lounge singer is doing his own real barroom version of Best I Ever Had, Drake's old school original track. It's brilliant. That's the best part of the tune. The, the best part of Drake's tune is the video. It's 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 a bit scary because it's preaching to the keep sweet and pray people. But other than that, it's you know it's funny. But Beyonce tracks heavy. I like it. I listened to the first two bars. I was like, hmm, Beyonce, and then it just got into it. Her soul came through, and the beat. I know, yeah, I love it. I really enjoyed it. I've listened to it multiple times. I can't listen to Drake's more than once. It's nonsense. Yeah, I think Beyonce actually went and you know took time with it, whereas I think Drake was just like, I'm gonna do this, and he did it like in, in a day. That's what I'm getting. It doesn't seem like he put the same amount of effort into it. And I'm not just saying it because it's Drake. But <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, I don't know. I did, the video was okay. Like you said, the lounge singer is the best thing about that video and his whole album and everything. I would actually download the lounge singer on Spotify. Oh, I would, wow. because I, I thought it was jokes. Beyonce can do no wrong. Like, a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, like, sometimes when I hear her stuff, it takes a while for it to grow on me. 
if it's a new sound, but I, I can hear it. Like I, as the song was going on, I was like, okay, yeah, like Auntie AK said, I was getting more and more into it and I can see myself like jamming along to it. I can't wait for the album to come out basically. Mm, same. Auntie Nana? <laughs> Um, don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like Beyonce's song. I think yeah. the words are fantastical and yeah. great. And I just wish it was on another beat. And I quite like dance music, but to me, it just felt a bit too much like, like 90s house pop. And I'm over that shit. And it would, yeah, I wasn't, I'm not a fan. It may grow on me though, because I do like Beyonce. I'm absolutely not a super fan of anyone other than myself. So. <laughs> I'll defend her against people when they trash her but yeah. other than that this isn't the best song from her and Drake he's just feeding into this toxic masculinity like flipping red pillism men yeah. that would have bare wives and I'm sick of Mormon culture coming into black culture and I'm disgusted by him as well <laughs> I mean, it's, I, no, but you know what, for real though, on a serious note, I feel like he wasn't quite reading the room. Like, did you watch the the show? The ne- he's got Netflix. He must have seen that show. He knows exactly what he's doing. That's what I mean. It's like he's poking he fun at a real serious issue. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's tapping into the red pill world where man's want. Uh, I mean, we have a ma- an uncle here, Uncle Femi. What's your thoughts <laughs> on on in terms on of the, what? on the tracks first, and then the, the exploration of was it poly- polygamy? In terms of like polygamy, it's like obviously it's traditionally a black thing anyway. Like you know, like if you look at like yeah, a lot of people's like like my mum's dad had like two wives. Like do you know what I mean? So it's not even we're not talking like hundreds of years ago. This is like something that's like people that are alive like experience within their family, and so ultimately I think well it's like. It's complex. Obviously, I'm a Christian. I'm not I'm not trying to marry like a million wives. But even if I wasn't, it's just I don't know how you have the energy to like <laughs> to like marry multiple. I don't know how you marry lots of wives. I just don't know how these men. These men are fantastic because they've got energy to be keeping up antics with like lots of different wives. I think that's very intense. But in terms of the video, I think obviously for them it's like it's just drawing from popular culture to create trends. So, like, if you look at, like, the Drake videos, because I I knew about it before it was coming out because, like, I know two people, I know two of the girls uh, (laughs) in the video, right? And one of them told me about it before it came out. And, And for them, it's just, like, trends, right? It's just, like, following... With music now, it's about creating these online trends and creating these buzz things for TikTok and, like, you know, and things... So, like, in, in marketing your music, it's not just about the music. It's about how you package it so that it trends. So it goes viral. Like, I'm tired of viral, personally. Like, yeah. I just want people to create for the sake of creating rather than creating because they want it to be popular online. Yes. So we're all competing to be popular. In terms of the music, the problem I have with, like, Drake, Beyonce doing these, like, type of house sounds is that, and the problem we have as black British people, black British people, there's always a dance music movement, mm. or house music movement, alongside hip hop and R&B, or even in conjunction, which is like, you know, jungle, grime, da 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 da, right? And right now, the dance music subculture that's popular amongst black British people is I'm a piano, yeah. which is super new, super fresh, super progressive. So when you're giving me that type of house or dance, I don't want to hear it because I like having a piano. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's behind the trend. Yeah, you're right. Where we are at culturally as a cultural movement at the moment, like this dance music subculture that we're all into is this thing that's coming out of South Africa, not this yeah. thing from the 90s. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was interesting. We'll probably get Amma Piano remixes though. Do you know what I mean? If if they're not already like I think we've heard most of well, we've heard Drake's album, Beyonce will probably do something there, or there'll be dance moves incorporated in the video when it drops and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that we are like as in the UK, we are kind of on the cutting edge of that and it's it's brilliant that we're leading. Do you know what I mean? And you know, we'll see if these, you know, top tier artists like follow and stuff i did think like with beyonce's track like as i said in our group she's literally cosplaying as a nine-to-fiver beyonce you've never had a nine-to-five like what are you talking about we don't believe you like, like seriously i thought that was like quite funny but i could see how you know that is definitely like a caption on social do you know what i mean like you just see like people saying what beyonce should i quit my job now like i'm, I'm listening i'm gonna do it that kind of thing i thought that was quite funny and you know i just think i like i do like what drake does though i like i like the track i like all most types of dance music probably not techno but most types and i like what he's trying to do in from a marketing standpoint i really do because i just thought it was just like so meta like i love the reference to the the mormon culture even though it's pretty toxic i thought that it was actually quite brilliant to have tristan trimester thompson in there as well playing the best man i thought that was freaking third trimester thompson i thought that was pretty brilliant and then even his mum as well like you could tell he's not taking it too too seriously do you know what I mean so yeah I thought it was pretty entertaining I know one of the girls in there too kind of thing and I just thought it was, I, I don't know it was just like for for where she is and what she's doing like you know do you know what I mean that is it's gonna change her it's it's just gonna change her life do you know what I mean and that, those are the things that can happen with this and stuff so yeah I thought it was pretty entertaining to be honest I wasn't I wasn't like super offended by it I just saw it as like light entertainment and not too deep kind of thing so I think I think for me we're in this world where we can do what we want anything and it doesn't matter our opinions don't matter anymore apart from like the groundswell of conversation and it moves on to the next thing but I I was I'm like if if Drake as Auntie Farah says if Drake took half an hour which obviously he didn't but if it is that kind of smug kind of look I can do anything and people are going to respond I I take offense to that I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to die in my sleep about it, but, or die in a hill arguing about it, but I, being lazy with the art and the platform that you've been given, it's annoying to me. However, I'm not going to argue for hours. I'm not going to, I'm going to get on with my life in it because Jake's making his million and he's having his fun. But there's a little bit of that. If it is that a smugness where I don't have to put effort because I do think Jake's last couple, couple albums have been very copy and paste and lightly on, lightly on trend and, lazily dipping in and out of and I don't mind you do whatever you want because definitely with Beyonce she's a queen of reinvention she's doing like Michael she's doing like Madonna when they always come out on trend when they make their neck their big comeback they always at least pick something that's on trend even if the whole album isn't of the trend they'll have one or two tracks that reflect that so they can stay current and I think that's smart anyway just to stay relevant you have to be aware of what's going on and it's interesting that she's doing 90s house but so because that's that that's her kind of maybe aware that dance is coming back but also she's going to put her own spin on it and Beyonce likes to be original or, in, or as original as she can. 
as she can be. I was going to say, she likes to stand out, I should say. She likes to stand out and do her thing differently, even though she's doing the same thing. So, but with Drake, I don't know. There's a little bit of cockiness. I'm not sure. I don't know him. I don't know whether it's real. Well, you would, you would think he's cocky because he's in a video mar marrying 26 girls. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so he's. Cocky. I mean more than music. The visuals. Impression. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it feeds into the ideology about him, like the the the, the connotations of him and who he is. Do you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. Like, I think I think it's it's it is interesting. I think even in that track, he actually sampled a Ghanaian track as well, kind of thing. So that's interesting. Like, I just like his 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 ability to like, although it can be annoying, but to ride anything, like to take influence from anywhere, like I really think that's pretty interesting. Also, you know what we have to remember about Drake? Drake's not American, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Yeah, Canadian, Canadian culture. culture. Yeah. Canadian culture is slightly different from yeah, um, American yeah. culture. And so, and it's heavily influenced, like it's more open. Remember, Canada's head of state is the queen. Yeah. They're like, closer to us. Yeah, they're closer to us. They're closer to Caribbean. So it's a lot more open and they understand, like, you know, they're more open-minded, whereas, like, African-Americans are brought up in a more insular worldview. Mm, and, yeah. so, and so, in a way, like, it's really extraordinary when they are not just all American. Like, do you get what I'm saying? And so I think I think they're all, like, you know, Beyonce, Drake. What you said about Beyonce could be said to be true of Drake. In a yeah, way, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you're like, well, Drake's like this, but it's not good. But Beyonce does this, but every Drake album he tries to make it different. No, last, I think it's, no, the I last said, album I think... was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 I still, you know how bad it was. How but bad? Only the other day I listened to the Jay Z track on that album. Really? Like Jay Z. Only the other day it came on. You know when you play Spotify songs and the yeah, songs yeah. randomly start playing. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even because that album was so bad, I couldn't even get through it. The yeah, Kanye, just... I feel like him and Kanye gassed everyone up and put out like mediocre albums. Mm. Kanye's album was better than his, though. I, yeah, I was gonna say Kanye's was better. Yeah, but they both weren't that good. Like they both weren't yeah, that it's... good. Agreed. Can, yeah. You know, but I suppose that's when you're saying when you're looking at these artists who have produced like amazing things. It's, it's easy to say, and this is even with Beyonce and, you know, Michael and all the greats in the past, people always are, it wasn't as good because they want them to be that, you know, lemonade. They want it to be bad. They want it to be, and it's hard to always reach that. But oh, with that God. said, for me, the last 10 albums of tricks. I'm joking. Do you know what it is? Do you know what I'm it is about Drake? Drake, I... I personally, I have a soft spot for Drake because I think he's, there was a time when Drake came, Drake's one of the only rappers, yeah, when he raps, I feel like, oh my gosh, he's talking about my life. Oh, yeah, a lot <laughs> of, of songs like that, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that person. Mm. Or like, I know that girl he's talking about. <laughs> Do you know, he's one, he's like the only rapper ever. You know, other rappers, obviously you can relate, they're from the hood, da, 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 da. that's not my life. But like, when he's dropped, like, you know, so far gone, and, like, every track he's talking about stuff that I'm going through, like, as a young star at the time, and I could relate to, like, like, he's got the song with Trey songs, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like me, and he's talking about the girls he's partying with. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the girl that, like, looked like a million bucks, but they caught you, but they don't know how they're getting back home that night. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like, you know, and 
so in a way I'm biased towards him, but at the same time, you you are writing that some of the music is like there's too much volume and there doesn't seem to be like there's just too much mm. music all the time. Right. Let's get the comments. Well, it just sounds, on. It just sounds yeah. like one. Yeah, he sounds the same. Well. I, I I mean I don't hate Drake, but let's get the comments. I think Shada, you're gonna have to do it for Nana whilst you. Uh, yeah. So gracious greatness is saying good evening, aunties and uncles. Etisane, am I saying? Did I say it right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Let me see. Ashes to Ashes says, love break my soul, perfect timing. And also I thought Auntie AK was a member of the Beehive. We've clarified that now, what level she's at. Not the same as us. Joking, I'm joking. Trigger it again. And also says, let's not talk about Drake and nonsense and ingredients. And yeah, that's it so far. But guys, keep your comments coming. Tell us what you think about what we're talking about. You're mute. I know, I was trying to find my mute button. Okay, okay, hey, who's next? Is it me? I hope it's not me. If it was Auntie Sade, then it is me. Okay, I am going to talk about it. If I can find my page, here I am. So, I don't know which one to talk about. Okay, yeah, I will. So mine's a bit more serious. I don't know if you guys watched the documentary. Hold on, sorry, I must mute my messages. The documentary that's on YouTube through BBC Africa, Racism for Sale, where the hosts Selena and Henry Mahungo go on a journey to a, Chine a Chinese video making industry that exploits vulnerable children across the continent. And, continent. and so basically, there's this guy, who, there's this wave of videos where people are filming African children, not people specifically, specifically a Chinese man specifically and other Chinese people are filming African children in their poverty state and getting to say all sorts of nonsense like denigrating themselves or really celebrating Chinese culture, just basically mocking them. And somehow these videos get put on the internet, go viral and make money for these Chinese filmmakers. And it's just an exploration of the, the continued exploitation of not just white folks in Africa, there are other races and communities that are also got their fingers in Africa and doing horrible things. I don't know if you watched the documentary, what your thoughts are on the documentary. And if, I mean, any, any way, I mean, it's, it seems like a, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to stop it, but how could we possibly stop things like that happening? So I haven't watched it, but obviously it sounds awful. I think that, you know, I think these platforms that host this type of stuff should definitely do more to, you know, shut these pages down. Do you know what I mean? And like, you know, kind of come after the people that are putting out that kind of content. Like it just needs to stop. Yeah. So they don't have, because it's, it's, it's easy to kind of like, I think it's to go after the people that, especially children that are in these types of videos. Do you know what I mean? But they're, they're clearly being exploited. They're clearly vulnerable. And what kind of, you, you have to be scum, basically, or worse than scum to do that to a vulnerable person, right? Do you know, let alone a vulnerable child. So yeah, it's just awful. Yeah, agreed. I watched it and it's just heartbreaking because the parents are quite trusting. You know, these people come into the communities and he's got the children calling him uncle and stuff like that. And then when the translation comes, the things that he's telling them is, is quite different to what he's they're actually saying. You know, he's making them sing and dance 
there's a section as well where what they do is they get these kids to say happy birthdays and things like that and you can buy one of these children singing happy birthday or saying something and it's, it's quite popular so you know like now you, you've got like Moonpig and you do online those kind of online card things so they have this online system where they've got these children saying stuff and the thing is it's not like these people don't know because when the reporter went undercover well when her her colleague was undercover and was asking him about the video where the children are basically saying they're stupid he's got the children saying they're stupid he says you know don't show that video to anyone the black people they wouldn't like it if you showed if they saw it so they're very they're full of, fully aware of what it is that they're doing and that you know how they're exploiting people and it's just sad because the people that they do the children that they're using are getting paid like less than a pound a day and he's making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds off of these videos and it's just like this hidden hidden network that because it's not like it's on normal social media either it's controlled it's a controlled one so I just don't even know how you go about stopping those things other than going back to the way that governments across our countries let people in and what you know just a bit be a bit more vigilant in what it is that they're doing for me i think it really we've spoken about china and the exploitation that they're doing that we suspect that they're up to in the name of like just trading with africa but I felt that the fact that it's like, as the lady said, the Chinese woman is 50-50. There are some people that are literally like, this is disgusting and it should be removed from all social media. And there's others that are like, this is entertainment. I felt like that's how you begin to dehumanize black people. It's like you subtly begin to do it. Having that main star with 56 million followers on one of their sites, have one of the kids videos up on their in their concert and again the kids are like just chanting that Chinese people are great and they're helping us and all of this stuff I was like nah that's that's how it begins you have a slow rolling campaign to dehumanize black people and then before you know it we're back in slavery again to a Chinese empire and then we're all looking around like oh what happened why are they allowed to be there doing these exploitative things like we haven't already learned like literally, like in the name of charity, you've allowed this man to take lots of kids yeah. and say that he's going to be teaching them Chinese and their parents are elsewhere in the country. I'm, I, I, I watched it getting increasingly angry as to why we're, st we're back here again and that we're going to allow this to take place. I'm really glad that the guy eventually was arrested by the Malawian police. That's great. But as you know, the closing was, there's probably hundreds of people doing this in hundreds of different villages around Africa and and sending this stuff off to, to China. And again, it's hard to police China because they're a law unto themselves. Yep. But we have to shut down. We, we literally have to shut down like China did to become a superpower. Like Africa can't be the playground for everybody else at all of our detriments. It's like, it's, it's absolutely not on. I can't wait for the day and I hope I see it in my lifetime when we do shut down and we are like everybody piss off and get out and however we survive, we survive and we just build ourselves up again. But it was definitely disgusting. Yeah, I think that's the that's where I was getting, that's what I was getting angry because it's like, when, why are we so trusting? And I, I, think, I can't remember who I was speaking to this week or over the weekend. It's like, what 
people back home have a different perspective of how Africa and Africans are viewed. And I know they're not, I know some are not ignorant to the extent of how Africa is viewed, but it's just really strange how people, I don't, I, what they don't know. And I don't want to speak because I don't, I, I haven't had enough conversations with people back home to really understand what it is about others that you, 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 you're missing the trick that the con the continent is continuously being colonized, raped and resources stolen by people who don't give a damn and you keep welcoming it in, the governments keep welcoming it in. I don't know, it's not, it can't just be about money. It can't always just be about money. Is there, is it us inherent that we just trust anyone and just have faith? What, what is the thing that we don't see that are, we're, we're letting go of resources that are so valuable that we could turn ourselves around? Because when you're looking at the amount of, the, the, the perspective they gave with kids in poverty, and I know we as, Black people, we're all talking about rebranding Africa and rebranding Caribbean and the places that look impoverished. We want to change that branding on its head so that we, we can see the, you know, the places that we'll, all of us go back to. We're not living in huts and poverty. We're living in, when we go back home, we're living in houses better than the houses that we live in this in the UK and stuff like that in some cases. So we want to show that side of things, but it doesn't, it doesn't help or really deal with the matter that we've got extreme poverty. And it's because something's not clicking, something's not turning over back home, that we are actually such a powerful people. We have everything we need on our land, but we're just letting it go. And I don't, I, I don't, I'm stuck. I'm really, really stuck. I'm really stuck about what to do and how to convince, because you can, you, how do you explain to people back home that, no, this is not the way forward when people, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I It got me really mad too, and I was frustrated. But I also went back to, maybe it was a, a, an easy target. I was like, the number that colonization and slavery has done on us is deep. It's really, really deep. And I don't know how we get ourselves out of it. I don't even know if we'll see it in our lifetime. I don't know. I don't know, Uncle Femi, what are your thoughts on the continent and the Caribbean being slave? I think it just, it just takes time. I think all of these things take time. And it also it takes, takes time for states to develop. So like African states are not stable because they're not, super developed and the states are still working out uh, how to be states because like these people a lot of these states you know are only like 100 years old like nigeria is 100 years old or 112 or 122 like do you know what i mean these mm. countries are infant states like within if you think like nigeria as a country obviously has existed for thousands of years but as a country as a concept has only existed for 100 years and that's one of the most influential black states in the world, right? But Britain's existed as a country for thousands of years. And so if you look at the stage of development that those countries are at, it's inevitable that the state is still working itself out and it's still trying to figure out, you know, like they've got elections in Nigeria next year and it's a bit of a mess really because it's the same uncles like running, doing speeches that are not even talking about what they're going to do for the state. Like, you know, me and my mum was making a joke. There's like, there's a, one of the candidates, he's like, he literally was on a campaign trail saying, oh, I helped everyone else be president. It's my turn. That's his pitch. How could your pitch be like, it's my turn? Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's, it's not serious. It's still like in its infancy because then if you're not sorting out the governance level, then it's hard to stop outsiders coming in to influence your people because like the, the 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 government doesn't exist to serve the people the government exists to serve itself 
in most of these states, right? I'm not saying some of them are better than others. And then, then you've got like, you know, poverty that exists because structurally those states were created to preserve the West rather than to preserve yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. It's, it's so deep that actually on a surface level, we could talk about a Chinese guy going over there to exploit people and take but people's children. Yeah. But like, it's so, that's just like an example of what happens when the roots of the states or, like, or, or the foundation of the state and social society is not strong enough. Mm. Like the social, the social contract in these countries are weak. I do think that as well. To add to that, like it's it's also the same here. I know it doesn't seem like it, like on the surface. But what's the difference, really? Like we have a government that makes up rules, changes the rules, moves the goalposts all the time, and doesn't have the people's best interests at heart when they're making these decisions. And we see it over and over again. We've seen it more, you know like more fiercely with Boris Johnson who just wants to do what the hell he well, wants. Do you know what it is though? Do you know where the difference is? Do you know where the difference is though? I say mm-hmm. this, I say that to say like the difference is there are other arms of government that exist. Like you know there are structures in place that exist. Yeah. To hold, to hold people accountable. Right? Outside oh, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying. even being held accountable. Boris oh, Johnson no, 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 wait, wait, being wait. accountable. So at the executive level. It's not the same. It's exactly no, the same. Exe- no, at the executive level, right? And there's mm. no accountability, right? But then you've got, like, you. it doesn't directly... It's weird because there's a separate funding for your council. The police have their budget. The, I think, the, the, I think the, it's just all PR. We're we, we PR'd to say that we're civilised. We know we no, do. I'm not, even we're saying that. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying that. No, 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 but that's I'm what saying. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, but, I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that actually the, the structures of states is not all at the executive level. The structures of state, like power, right? Mm-hmm. Government power operates. Do you know, like, literally, when you come in contact with 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 government and like with the state, right? Like, if your kids go to school, you have to supply certain pieces of paperwork, mm-hmm. right? And the police might come in contact with you. You have to supply certain pieces of paperwork. When you try to get a bank account, there's all these different things that the power of the state is not just through Boris Johnson. It exists outside of Boris Johnson. Whereas actually, yeah, those, no, no, but wait, wait. So take Buhari, right? Take Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. The power of the state, say, doesn't exist completely through him. But then the police is corrupt. The legal system is full. So there's just a lot more. I just feel like there's a lot, because the state is still developing, the structures are not as strong as it is here. I think it's a set. It's, it's but the principles are the same. It's not each of those states, each of those pillars are not there to serve the community. They're just they're there to serve the government and to keep the people uh, oppressed. And it's easy for people in power to exploit them. And this well, is why things happen in 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 countries like Nigeria all the time or whatever countries. Like oh, you will not give your kids. Or, you will never.
give your kid four pounds to go live with a guy to teach your kid. The thing is, like, the thing, this is what I'm saying. You're not in absolute poverty. No, 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 let me finish my point. Well, it's so interesting because if you go to certain inner city places or even outside London and stuff, yeah, kids get exploited, white kids get exploited all the time, doing stupid shit, getting paid by dirty paedophiles and whatever, like, do you know what I mean, kind of thing. They get exploited all the time. That's not, that, but that's not the UK's brand. That's not what pushed out there in the adverts all the time or when we're talking about the UK, but that happens all the time. There's a majority of poor people at the moment who majority, a lot of them are white as well. I'm not going to say the same majority, who have to survive on food banks. Like that, that's our country at the moment. That's the UK, the lead, what, third superpower in the world? Full for whatever top ten. What I'm saying is just like we've got very good PR. We, it's for some reason our poverty isn't looked at as like it's, oh, it's a serious thing. It really isn't looked at the same way, but they're doing exactly yeah. the same thing. People get. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Like, but the point is ultimately, like people are poor here. But you can sign on. You've got free healthcare. You've got. It's like there's structures in place yeah, they're, where, they're, where they're you can live. You can live structures for sure. Yeah. 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 And so we, you can't argue. It's yeah. a different level. Like there, mm. there isn't it's just a different level of poverty. I'm not when arguing. When you go that. to the NHS, right? That's not PR. That's real. If you're sick, you call the ambulance. The ambulance comes and takes you to the hospital. That's real. If mm. someone kicks in your door, you call the police. Most of the time, they might not do nothing, but they'll turn up. Like, do you get what I'm saying? That's real. And like, these things are real. Like, these, these structures are real. They exist. And it's not like, it's not just PR. And so like, in a way, there are, I'm not saying there are poor people here, but it's not abject poverty. You can't I'm not saying it's the same level of poverty. I'm just saying the structures that are built here are that are used are, are there to exploit people, and they are the same structures that they've shipped out across the world in their different colonies to do exactly the same thing. That's I, I agree with both of you. And the reason why I say that is because the last point that you just made, Auntie Shade, like all these countries that have come off of come out of colonialism their legal system is set up from how Britain left it or other European countries left it. So you're right in the sense, Femi, where you're saying it is in its infancy, but their structure is founded on the way that Britain left it. This is the way that you do things. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to adapt to that. And it's it's difficult. And oh, I, I don't know. I just think... I don't know if we're going to see it in our lifetime where these sort of things change because a lot of these countries that we call home are still in massive amounts of debt to the UK and other European countries to the point where we don't know what goes on, what kind of shady deals are done behind you know closed doors to make them accept some of the shit that they're accepting. Keep them imbalanced. Yeah. Let's get the comments. Auntie Nans. Okay, uh, right. I think there's only a couple. I'll go with Gracious Greatness. She says, exploitation of my people and neighboring tribes plus communities. Thing is, we as Africans are so welcoming and show hospitality to other communities that are plotting evil. I can't even, because I'm just going to butcher that. She, Girls Talk London says, agree Africa needs proper governance. And Gracious Greatness goes on to say, in my humble opinion, I think the foreign policy of the UK, USA and other nations has so much of an impact upon what's going on in various nations within our beautiful 
continent. And additionally, I hear of certain heads of state in some of the African nations who have been declared as unalive or because they refuse to be a puppet to the West or the East. And Uncle Femi, the NHS unfortunately permitted 90 plus years to pass away who fell and a man tripped and was fallen, was Basically, unable to get into, a, I think it was an ambulance, like he wasn't able to get an ambulance and they left him for four hours. And then also Tammy says, and with the stuff that's been built by the Chinese, the Chinese people also want a piece of the pie now. That's literally what I am, I'm scared of the, yeah. the way we're walking into being colonized again. Yeah, by the Chinese all around the world, like everybody yeah. is subject to them. In in Grenada right now, like they're building loads and loads of like housing estates. Basically, that's what mm. they are. They're housing estates, and on the one hand, it's really good because there's so many people that can't afford to buy land or can't afford to build property and stuff like that. There's so many people, but then on the next hand, I do feel like, what are they getting? Mm -hmm. what is it that they're getting from doing this and we'll never know because you've got corrupt prime ministers like keith mitchell over there doing whatever he wants to do riding around in his bentley while people ain't got electricity in their homes it's just yeah i don't know i don't know how we get out of it but we have history to teach us this it's like they did exactly the same when they went into india they Mm -hmm. had the great railway track system so they came there like we are we're aiding your country. You're going to be able to trade and and travel around Asia, and we're going to do all of this. They di- they didn't go straight off showing their hand. They did the railway track, and then before you know it, you're enslaved by these people, and they're shipping you across the world. And it's just like in our DNA, should we not have this memory system within us where we're like, this has happened before, and we and we kick in so that it doesn't take place again. And then what happens when we do kick in? <laughs> You've got a chip on your shoulder. I'll take a chip on my shoulder. That was my that wasn't me. That was it's it's about the pushback because we can talk about everything. Like we can talk about because about the West is worse. The West is worse. The West is worse. And it's done all of this stuff. But how do we what's the resolve? And for us, because and it gets back to that, we can't solve what we can't solve racism, we can't solve we can't fix it for white folks or how do we fix it for ourselves in but we'll protect ourselves from this onslaught because it is we, we're repeating we're doing groundhog day at this point mm. I don't know. this episode is sponsored by hello fresh do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut with hello fresh you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Uncle Femi, I just wanted to ask you, are you a cook at home? Do you guys cook from scratch? Do you need help? Do you go to these new kind of organizations that kind of help you with your dinner load? What's this? Um, what listen, I'll do Hello Fresh. it's fine. Like I've been seeing it. <laughs> I mean, seen it. You send me the discount code. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's next bit. I'll go to action. We'll send you the link in our show notes, guys. Watching and listening, the links in our show notes to get fifty percent off your first box and then thirty-five percent off your next three boxes. The link is in our show notes for fifty percent off your first box and then thirty-five percent off your three boxes. 
HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. And Uncle Femi said he's going to try it. So HelloFresh, there you go. Listen, I've been looking at it for a minute. I've been like, yeah, maybe I'll try that little HelloFresh thing. But I haven't. Try been. it. Try I'm it, man. Try it. It's, it's, been, it's actually you know good. What? Big them up. They've been around for years. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> stay, <laughs> they have. They have. <laughs> staying fresh. All right. Now, all right. Let's move on. Auntie Farah, what have you heard? So I want to celebrate something which is amazing and an achievement. So on this weekend, Saturday, the 25th, I think the date is, it marks the second anniversary of Black Pound Day. And in honour of that, well, not in honour of that, but simultaneously with the second anniversary, they are launching their permanent, yes, you heard it right, permanent shop in Westfield, London. Not Stratfield, but London, as in Westside, baby. (laughs) See, I can't even say it right because I don't care. (laughs) that place up in east but yeah so it's happening this weekend and i just wanted to like get your thoughts about how black pound day what it's done for you how you think this is going to help the community and you know just chance to celebrate the greatness that the black pound day team and swiss have brought to us and you know one of my friends actually they own a shop called a, a skincare line called earth to earth organics and they will be displayed in the shop permanently and oh, it no. just brings me so much oh, excellent fucking joy so I just wanted to really shine a light on that and get your thoughts and your stories and just ask you how you think and you feel. Yeah, no, it's great. Amazing. I remember when it all first started and stuff, it had such an impact on one of my businesses, Everyday Friday. Yeah, it was just pretty amazing and really just helped like build up momentum and kind of really tap into, you know, that literally that black pound really so that was great so yeah i'm just i'm just loving their progress really it was pretty cool and we should go and check it out and go down there and buy it and shop you know i love to shop so let's go <laughs> yeah it's amazing i think swiss has done a good thing i remember like the early days of you know launching something it's hard work it was stress for him we had him on the show he was talking about it and the times that we've had conversations it's, it's like it's, it's never easy trying to do something especially when you've got your, the community at heart and you want to take it bigger or better and have it more sustainable. So he's really put in the hard slog. And I just think it's, it, it is amazing. I, I hope that it does make a difference to the people that go into the shop. I hope that people, it, Westfields is struggling because there are a lot of closed, there are a lot of closed uh, shops and what do you call it? Shop spaces because of the high rents and because of lockdown. So I really hope that this can sustain and it will it will bring some much needed in cash injection and finances and profits to black businesses. And I hope that Westworlds have done them a nice deal where they will be able to be buffered from anything that could befall them in that space because it is an expensive retail space. But yeah, this, this is great news. I can't wait to go in and because I missed it. I was very annoyed when they had their pop up. I missed it. I was so busy the week. I think it was a week that it was there. I couldn't get down there. I was so upset. So I'm really glad they got that space. I think it's a huge achievement. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. I'm, I'm super happy and super excited for them because it's a, it, it's a bigger space. It's in a really, really great location. And I mean, like the 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 shop that they've got in this in Westfield. It's not just that it's in Westfield. It's just in a great location in the actual shopping centre. And it's just an opportunity. If you think about all the tourists that go there and all the different types of people that go there, that would never actually be able to tap in. Black Panda is great and it's great that it lives online, but to actually have a space and it's a mini department store, they're doing all different types of products. So where you can actually go in, these people can tap in and see things that they wouldn't necessarily see. So I, I just think it's such a great achievement. It's really great for black businesses. 
to you know get their stuff out there it's just i'm i'm just so happy about it yeah and i just remember when it was coming out we you know like you said we had him on the show and he had to justify not to us but he was being asked to justify why black pound day people were saying that it was racist and he had to explain no it's not racist we're just saying this is how you build communities this is how you build business this is how you advance this is how you get generational wealth this is the things that you do and i just love the journey and i think that the team have worked super hard and i just can't wait to get in there and it's in west so wait i said it before happy 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 west is best west isn't it though i like though it's true isn't it? I, I, come um, on now <laughs> I'm actually not from West. I just like that West. But you know it's best. No. But you know it's best. No gasser, please. No. <laughs> nowhere best. Nowhere is best on this land that's not ours. But West. Nowhere, you know, every land is ours. Technically, he's right. Yeah. But I'm not claiming the ends they divided in. You know, do you know? Do you know this? This like our every land is ours. Everywhere we step our foot on on God's green earth that we decide is ours is ours. Like I, I refuse, I refuse to believe that. On that note, that means you can't claim any ends. Just like the whole of England is mine, then. Yeah, like you know, I just think like culture is important. Like you know, culturally it's important. You know, I'm Nigerian culturally, and I'm proud of that. But like, even if I'm not in Nigeria, I'm Nigerian, and even if I choose to be Nigerian in China and I choose to get a Chinese kid to say in Yoruba that Nigerians are the best for one pound, I'm still the <laughs> Nigerian. Like, do you know what I mean? Even the thought of it sounds absurd. Like, I can't believe someone really did that. But yeah, anyway, we have to make light, otherwise we get depressed. I'm telling you. Um, I Yeah, I want to see. I don't know what products are in there. I, I hope there's some black fashion brands in there. That would be fantastic. That's everything. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I don't know what's happened to Auntie Nana, because she's up next. That was a nice, short, sweet one. She's gone off the grid. So, we could pick... Oh, there we go. Auntie Nana, you're up next. What have you heard? Hello. Can you hear us, Auntie Nana? Yeah. She's frozen. She's, She's frozen. frozen. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. She's having a bad connection day. Having a bad connection day. So we could we, we could maybe time out with a little of another story from our list. I don't know if any of you guys have something else you want to talk about whilst we're... look. Do we want to talk about Burner Boy? Well, I'll go on with Burner Boy. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, is we it... can. Yeah. What's going on with Burner Boy, man? Because I really, really, really love Burner Boy. But I don't like behaviour like that. But I don't know the story and I don't know what's true and what's not. Yeah, like I don't know the full story. No, so no, I can't lie. I got some tea today. Can you I share tea? I can share bits of it. Okay, what what the, the account that I heard was that it actually... So basically, what's happening on social is that on, I think, one of you know the blog pages, they posted up a girl's account of being shot at in a club. And yes, because... in this account that she said, she alleged that Burner Boy's team were the people shooting at her and her party because they were saying that, you know, she's married and the, the someone from his camp sent someone over to kind of bring her to the table because he yeah. took a shine into her and stuff and they, they kept on doing it. And she alleged that, you know, she she pushed away those advantages, advantages, advances, advances, that's it. And, and so, yeah. And because of that, they got annoyed and they started 
shooting Flapping. and then yeah and then shooting people when they were trying to get out of the club as well kind of thing and she alleged that Burner Boy was laughing at this however what I heard <laughs> was very very <laughs> different what I heard was that and obviously this is just like hearsay <laughs> so and you know I, I I really don't know but it was someone that's close to the Burner Boy camp and basically what they were saying is that the young lady in question allegedly wanted to take a picture with Burner Boy she was there with someone else because she was happy and maybe excited to take that picture that person that she was with who was like toasting her I think you guys know what that means like wasn't too happy about it do you know what I mean so because they weren't too happy they got into a bit of a a, a, a kerfuffle bottles started flying everywhere a couple people got hit by bottles and stuff and then one person got was getting choked by someone <laughs> so someone from Burner's team was getting choked so because of that the police that were with Burner looking after Burner was like you need to stop this back off I think a movement was made and then the police was like okay then in your leg so yeah so it was basically kind of figured but apparently Burner had nothing to do with this like do you know what I mean he was just being you know himself a celebrity people interested in him you know and there's nothing he could do about it he tried to leave and obviously they're trying to protect him you know and yeah that's 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 the story from another this is the thing when celebrities this is like Diddy and Shine and all that scenario from back mm. in the day and like Chris and, and Drake and all these celebrities have had these have had these incidences where they go out on the party, they just want to have a good time and it kicks off and then they are guilty by association and all you hear is the celebrity's name. Right. They might not even have been in the room, but they're getting sued for stuff that their, their friend might have done who is, isn't even part of their real entourage. It's like... Right. They're bouncers, flipping cousins, yeah. sisters. Down the line. Yeah. I'm really appreciative of this version of events because I prefer that. I don't, because I, <laughs> I, I really like Red Boy. I'm, I'm biased. I want him to come out unscathed. I want him to win. And also, time. apparently, like, because, you know, it's, it's uh, the people in the camp. Uh, yeah, I can't say people in the camp went to go and the pe- people that got hurt, they went to go and see them, see if they're okay. They paid for their medical bills, kind of thing, just because, just as a, a kind of like a goodwill ish gesture, really. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's just it's just our custom, really. If someone get hurt, you go and see if they're okay, and if you can cover their bills, and you cover their bills, right? So, so yeah, that apparently happened too. But it is in- it's interesting how this just can get so. But it's interesting how interesting. either way, because you just don't know, because it could be that because some celebrities are assholes. Burner Boy is not because I'm a fan. Some celebrities are assholes. Some celebrities are assholes. You said he's not because you're a fan. I want to say some celebrities um, and some celebrities caught the drama and some people, some celebrities cannot leave that thug life alone. Some celebrities can't. Some celebrities caught the drama because it enhances their brand. Some celebrities are connected to the streets in the way they got famous, got rich and got into the limelight before they severed their ties. Or maybe some celebrities can't sever their ties when they're connected to the streets. It's not as easy as that for some celebrities, but not Burner Boy because I'm a fan. <laughs> you know what? I must admit, 
when I heard it, I was like, nah, not Burner Boy. He's doing too really? trees to yeah, like not like to actually be licking shots himself. I thought, nah, that can't be real. I couldn't like that. Can't, I was like, nah, that I can't. I don't want to believe that shit. Not him yeah, himself. I, did, I can't lie. I wasn't like. I wasn't shocked. Do you know what I mean? It didn't like, I didn't think, oh, not Berna. I just thought, oh, really? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, hey, same. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I thought, no, because I thought he's too smart to be doing that personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the shit goes left sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And, and you got you got to watch the company you keep. And, and depending, because the thing is, you know, we're always going to hear, we were here on the ground while gone, isn't it? But, you know, Sometimes you need to watch the, the company you keep, especially the bigger you get. You need to really be careful about where you go and what you do. And if you don't give a fuck, then you don't give a fuck. And then the chips will fall and the consequences will be the consequences. I do think as well, you got, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I think some of these people that this happened to were from the UK and they were in Nigeria, right? So it's just, it's different rules. As we've kind of discussed, do you know what I mean? It's not the same. It really isn't the same. So you do have to be a bit careful you know, you have to have your wits about you when you're in those kind of scenarios. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, police can draw a gun out on you. Yeah, they can. They can. You can get shot. Like, it's not It's not a joke. So people do need to be careful. Yeah. And that's that's on that. Auntie Nana, she also said, what have you heard? Are you back? What did I want to go for? So there was two. You guys can say which one. There's the news that just broke today that they found a new STI and they're saying that this new STI that they've surveyed in eight, over 8,000 people, it seems to be more prevalent within black women. And and then I was also thinking, huh? I put a note there. I have no clue. Okay, cool, go Play on. It. Just do that with the SDI one, do the SCI one. The the SCI, okay, cool. All right, so this new SCI that's come along that they found in the survey, I just really generally wanted to find out from you guys, do you actually trust this information that they've found a new STI and they're saying that within ethnic minorities, it seems to be slightly more prevalent within us, it's like 5% against 3.4% that they found in in white women. Do you trust this information? Does it make you more kind of like, you want to go and get checked out more because of this new information? Do you trust it? That's what I I wanted to discuss. All the sex I'm having, gosh darn. Do you know what? I'm like, is this, you know, Handmaid's Tale, is this because they know that their population is dwindling, ours is thriving, so anything to make us be more cautious about copulating and, and, and impregnating ourselves and all that type of stuff or making us pause a little bit whilst they can play catch up. I, I don't understand. It's 5%. I'm, and I, I left a comment where I saw this and just said, look, be safe. There's nothing wrong with being safe. And you, I don't think you should throw out any information that comes our way about new illness, especially in this current climate. But I beg you, what, what and, more, and to be fair, we are different. How come all, of, all the studies that we need to be studied about black women and our, our body our, and black people and our, our illnesses and how different illnesses affect us differently. How come all of a sudden they've got this research done? Dustin, we've got sickle cell to solve, guys. Right. Fucking black solve. women dying in labor. In labor. We've got, we got so much other things going on that all of a sudden you found this random STI that affects us more. And 5%, okay, okay. 
so yeah, I'm not saying dismiss it because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. However, there's a little bit of tinfoil hat going on. Guys, strap up, be safe. Don't just be out there whiling. And if you are out there whiling, just yeah, strap up in it. Leave but us my alone. thing is this, right? So they tested eight and odd thousand people. How many of those eight and odd thousand people were black? And how many were white? Like, was it even? Because then if it's not even, and you've tested, you've gone and you've spoken to more black people than you have white people, the statistics are going to be all over the place. So I always take this, this shit with a pinch of salt. It's just like, okay then. Show me like for like, and then we can go. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It's just so difficult because as a black woman, like often you wake up and there's just attacks. Like, do you know what I mean? So it just feels like another attack. Like what now? He was alone. But obviously, as Auntie AK said, we're not doctors. Do you know what I mean? So you should, you know, you know, take your sexual health very, very seriously. But we can't ignore that, you know, it does sometimes feel like they're out to get us like at every single angle. Yeah, it's just it's just very, very interesting. I want to see this in other this these tests being done in other countries as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's I, I, I it's something it just doesn't smell right <laughs> i don't know if you can use that one. i mean it's, it's, it's them getting back at us for not getting monkeypox is that right. I mean? okay yeah yeah and because we're multiplying faster than they are yeah. and they've got black doctors fronting the conversation as well wonderful they're so smart it's weird it's a weird one i want to trust it but i i just can't i don't know i can't Femi, what do you think? Yeah. I, I just think I have no opinion. I just think it's nonsense, really, because I think it's nonsense because the percentages are not even that mad. So it's like 3.4 as opposed to 5 point something, which is a big, big, but not big. It's like one, one and a half difference, maybe. And so, and also at the same time, like you said, like they're sickle cell. Go and figure out how that happens to black right. people. That happens exclusively, almost mm. almost exclusively to black people of West African descent, right? And so why don't you go and find a solution to that? Yes. That yeah. will really help black people a lot. Exactly. Facts. Yeah. yeah. And their medication should be free. Exactly. And we should pay taxes. Definitely. You know about that. What? You what? don't know about black people not paying taxes? Not I, black people shouldn't pay taxes. We yeah. absolutely should not pay taxes ever in life because we've built everything. So for at least four be. generations. But that would yeah. never happen. Yeah. So like, no, yeah, yeah, time, we, that's what we want, though. We never. I actually do not know that. I don't. I, know, I don't know if it will. Never. I don't know that at all. I don't know if it will never. I, I could. No, I, could, I absolutely. We wouldn't be alive forever. But if we were, I bet you. You think it would wipe us out, man. I don't know. Some people die before they never pay tax. I agree with that. They find a way to kill us. I don't know if it's going to happen in my lifetime, but I believe this could take place. I I think it's within our realm of scope and possibility that black people will get tax exempt. In the black people in the diaspora getting. I would say in the next hundred years, it's going to happen. They're going to kill us. They're going to kill us all. They've been trying to to kill us forever. Dr. Vanessa Appiah, who says that we are susceptible to this new STI, will not agree with you, Auntie Nana. She's not going to pay taxes. 
<laughs> yeah. She's out there working as an agent. What are your thoughts? Do you think? You think she's an agent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just me being dramatic. Oh, Dr. Vanessa, I love you so much, but please. What is PreventX, by the way? What is has anyone exactly? This is what I'm saying. She, Dr. Vanessa works for PreventX, a company which is the UK's largest provider of sec remote sexual health tests. Remote sexual health tests. Auntie Nana, how do you feel? Do you believe in this? I'm sure you do. Well, <laughs> believe that there's this. No, I, I don't think the sample is big enough to have the scaremongering leading headlines because 8,700 people. I too want to know where where did you pick these black people from and the Asians and all of the other ethnic minorities? What was the percentage of each person? And depending on where they were and the culture within the area, this may be prevalent because there there's a there's an a, something in penises that they're having sex with these women, and this is it could be down to the men. Like literally there's an influx of men having sex with these women in this certain area and that's the susceptibility. That doesn't mean that all black women all around the place, all around the country are susceptible to this virus. I need more information before I would literally be like, this is, this is real. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not really going for it yet. But I do think if you are sexually active, you should be getting tested all the time because there's so many different things that they're putting out there into the environment. It makes more sense to keep on getting tested, but I don't believe this headline. I actually think it's quite misleading. It, I thought it was a bit sensational because the relate they they mentioned HIV as well mm -hmm. and yes, yeah, as well. Like and it's just like okay, well, what are you pushing here? Like, please tell us what you're pushing. Like, I I, I don't know. I just think it's it does keep, seem very scaremongery. Um, yeah, yeah the, the, the correlation juxtaposing that next to HIV, but mm. when you read the small print, it says it just it, you need anti antibiotics, like a lot of you know common STIs. Antibiotics mm. is what it is, and that's mm. it. It goes away. That's it. You but you're mentioning HIV in the same breath. What are you trying to do, fam? Mm. And they're saying that of women with symptoms of TV living in deprived areas, five point nine percent were found to have it in comparison in comparison to one point four living in less deprived areas. Where did they go? This this survey is bullshit. I and just also, sorry, sorry, sorry. My last thing is like, if it's like remote, yeah, and I didn't want anyone to know, I'm easy gonna change my race. The first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna change my race, my age, my name, everything. You know, seriously. So you can't. <laughs> I'm serious. So I don't know if I can trust these results. I don't know. We don't. I, mean, I, I think they would probably need to be going into testing centers, no, but who but knows? Most says remote, remote testing. Anyway, let's get the comments. It's remote. It's remote. <laughs> let's get the comments and move on because damn, you're trying to get us, man. Okay. Uh, right. I only have a few, sorry, because while I was off. So, what I can see so far is Gracious Greatness saying, I'm more of the Mandem variety auntie, by the way. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for misgendering me. We just assumed. <laughs> just assumed. Sorry. With regards to celebrities and thug life, did you hear about the brother who's facing Rico charges? I think young thug. Yeah, we and, spoke about that. Yes, and also goes on to say, "Oi, why are they always sending us unprovoked? Sending for us unprovoked." Ebola, they try to spin it and blame us for corona, monkeypox, and now this new STI, apparently, <coughs> sorry, as well as obstetric 
violence, childbirth issues. What's next? Okay. They need to allow sending for us. Jam their height. It's time for Sad Mad Glad. We nearly wrap up the show. We reflect on what's made us sad, mad and glad this week. Uncle Femi, what's made you sad, mad and glad this week? Well, why don't you come back to me, please, please. please. All right, you, you got that in your homework notes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm next. So I'm sad that my hair took forever. Like, guys, this is new hair. It doesn't even look 100% new because I did it myself. It took me, I'll try to say it quickly. It took me from Friday evening up until like, 2, 3 a.m. Then I realized I had the wrong hair. So I went to Harlton in the morning and I restarted at 10, 11 a.m. with the right hair. Stayed doing my hair until about 4, 5 a.m. Sunday morning. Had a little nap. Got up again at 10, no, I think 9 Sunday morning to finish the hair. I finished at 10. I gave up. This center part hasn't been done because you know why? F doing hair by myself. What I need to bring into the universe is a lifestyle that allows me to go to Ghana two times a year to get my hair done because I'm not doing it again by myself. That was hell a stress. And it's not even perfect. And it's really big. And when it was done, it was like this big. It looks like I've got fake dread hat on sometimes. It's look, look how big it is. This is not what I asked for. But anyway, I'm trying to work with it. I'm trying to control it. It was stressful. I'm very sad. <clears throat> and I'm mad because on my trip to Harlesden, there's a bakery, I think it's called Fresh Bakes. I'm pissed off. I was so excited because I've really been craving a real fresh old school donut. There are no more traditional donut shops anymore. It pisses me off. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And I saw it, they had all these donuts in the window. I was like, yes, I got excited. I bought four jam donuts, not just for me, for the family. Don't try it. Four jam donuts, two ring donuts, and two ice buns, right? I was walking and I bought a cheese and onion pasty. So I, bought the, I ate the cheese and onion pasty because I hadn't had any breakfast and I was gearing up for the day of plating. And I thought, let me taste this donut. When I broke the donut, it broke like bread and crumbs and dry, <laughs> stale, unnecessariness. When the jam was stiff, I was like, F you fresh bakes. And then I, I broke into the, the ring donut and I broke into the, the, the twisty thing. Everything was dry and stale. I was so vexed that I just dropped the bag on the side somewhere. I was like, I was going to take it back. But I wasn't sure if it was a black owned bakery. And I felt a bit awkward going back as a black owned bakery, you know, solidarity and shit. So I felt bad because everyone that served me was black. So I left it there and I went into the hair shop to get my hair. And when I came out, I was like, if that bag is still there, because in my head, I was like, I'm vexed. Like I've just spent hair on hair, money on hair. I'm vexed. So the bag was still there. Took it to the shop. I said to the guy, is this a black owned bakery? The man said, no. I was like, right, safe. Take these things back. I want my money back. Every single one of these things are dry. Imagine the girl said to me, yeah, girl, I know because this place is shit. They don't cook their shit properly. And then she was nonchalant. She was like, she knows she gave my money back. No, just no problem. She actually admitted that this shit was nasty and crap. That's what she Wait, was. did. You say you was in Harlesden? I was in Harlesden. Okay. So unexpected. No, I, I would ex I would expect unfresh things from Harlesden. Why? Why? No, 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 not away, not at all. Harlesden, I would expect that to be serving the black and brown and Asian community with proper no. stuff. There's black people complain. Not stale. Could the debate? I think yeah. it's changed. You know what's about Harlesden? Should I tell you about Harlesden quickly? You know what? Harlesden is the only area where, yeah, I've driven down the high road at night time. And there's actually still like drug addicts thinking <laughs> every car is a drug dealer. They're so high, yeah. They came up to my car and thought I was a drug dealer. Do you know how scary that was for me? 
on main house the front I don't have those experiences. <laughs> 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 on main bit of house. When I saw when I saw that on main bit, you know, like you don't know where the BFM is. You know, like one way road. You know, it's a one way road on the other side of that one way road. Yeah. Listen, listen. I was like, what is this? Am I in Brooklyn? You wouldn't even even find that in Brooklyn, though. Like, Halston is a law on itself. What is this thing? It's not. Bro, anyway, (laughs) anyway. Sorry, but why did you buy so many? If you didn't know the shop, why did you? Why did you? know what? Like I said, I was making me laugh. It was I got gas because I've been. Because I've been so craving. A rookie mistake, man. It was. But at least I got my... Listen, literally, I was like... And I, I had the faith in Halston. Because I'm like, it's a black place. <laughs> Halston, you're got... Because people just bury you and cuss you all day long. So why what you should have done in Halston was bought a patty. <laughs> no, but, no and the thing is, I've had good patties. So I didn't... I want craving a patty. I've had good oh, patties. In, in a you tried to buy a donut. You should have bought a patty. No, I didn't need... That's what you should have bought. has changed hands because that bakery used to have good donuts in it so i didn't even check it i just saw succulent supposedly fresh jam donuts in a fucking window and they were dry like paper i got my money back but i was mad also Mm -hmm. mad was on a more serious note the kenyan woman agnes wanjiro who was murdered at the hands of apparently at the hands of a british soldier soldier Mm -hmm. this guy is still moving he's not arrested nothing's happened to him he's still out there the story's horrible and maybe we actually talk about it next week but yeah i'm mad that he's still out there and no justice has been served for her and i'm also i'm i'm my glad is that last week was very inspiring and filled with very positive conversations with certain people and it was just really really good so i loved it and going on Dope black mom's podcast which we were all on and we did that last night that's going to come out soon thank you nina for having us and literally just now femi you saying about dancing and celebrate in a, the way that's so black. That just made me feel really glad because when I'm out, I dance a lot. And I've had people say, you really dance all night. And I'm like, I don't understand. I didn't know when it became a thing that it's kind of weird for people to dance all night. And people have been commenting on the fact that I dance all night. But when the music's right, I will not sit down ever. And it's really a thing. So I'm just really glad you said that. Okay, Auntie Farah, what's made you sad, mad and glad this week? <laughs> oh, I tell you, I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay, right. So sad. I am sad. On uh, Saturday, it marked the anniversary of my uncle's passing. Last year, he passed away, Uncle Chopsy, who was like an integral part of the family. So that made me really sad that it was a year already. Off the back of that, I was mad because us cousins got together, like his kids, the rest of the cousins and whatnot, we got together and went out to like get a drink and stuff. And we went to Port Bella Road, doing like a little pub crawl. Pub crawl. And we went to what was Market Bar on Portobello Road and is now some new shranky place called Yukai. And they wouldn't let my cousin in because he had shorts on. It was fucking hot. They wouldn't let him in. And then they wouldn't let my other cousin in because he had trainers on. And there's me in trainers and jeans, my sister in shorts and trainers. People are coming in and out in the same attire and they wouldn't let them in. And it was like, what's wrong with you lot after this is fucking Market Bar? Don't try it. So that got me mad. Other note, I'm really mad at Michael Gove because he is he's making vagrancy illegal again. So basically, there was an act that's like it's over 200 years old, and they you know if you slept rough on the streets, you could be um, you can be it's criminal was criminalized, and they repealed this law back in April. But now he's pushing in new laws which makes it illegal for 
homeless people to sleep on the fucking street. And he, it's, yeah, there's a backlash, but you know they're going to do what they're going to do. So that got me mad. And my glad is... My mother is coming back to England after six months in Grenada. She's about to get on a plane in the next like half an hour or so. And all I can say is babysitter. I'm dropping my daughter off on Friday after school. And I'm not getting her until Sunday evening. Yes. Those are the ways. Okay, my sad. Okay. Oh, yes. No, I was super sad seeing the pictures that were released this week from the Texas massacre, the latest one, where it was like, what was it, 19 kids and the two teachers that got killed. And there were stills of policemen that were actually inside the school within 12 minutes and they didn't actually go into the room for another 15 minutes. And they're there. Like, literally, you can see the CCTV footage and uh, yeah that just made me so sad because I do have I have been down the conspiracy theory streets and there are lots of conspiracies around it and it kind of seemed to reaffirm what lots of people were saying that this was kind of in some way state sanctioned and yeah it just it pissed me off royally confirmed some things that I think already about the establishment and then I got super mad going on to Danny fucking Price's page on and he had a a series of slides about Boris Johnson and how Boris Johnson when he was foreign minister tried to get his mistress his now wife Kerry to be employed within the office and her salary was going to be up to like 70,000 or something it was it was kiboshed at that time but he had given money to one of his other mistresses as well and it was just like the proof is there of how corrupt Boris is and the Tories are and well, still nothing happens. Cancer treatment. Exactly. And it's just like, it just pisses me off that he's still in power and they're all still in power. And to say that we shouldn't really be voting or that we need to decentralise government, it's like I'm the ludicrous run, but we're being run by these flipping psychopaths. So that made me mad and made me go on a mini rant to myself. And I'm Super glad that it was Father's Day on Sunday and we had a chilled one with the husband and the kids. We just went for brunch around the corner. But overall, I am just really grateful that I lucked out and got a man who takes fatherhood so seriously, like truly loves our boys, like just so much. He loves them wholeheartedly. It's lovely watching them. And he allows me to be the woman that I am all of my shortcomings and he steps in when I don't want to do things like school, kill spiders, play football, have water fights, all of that stuff where it takes me a lot to do it. He steps in and does it. And so, yeah, I I love them all, but I'm very lucky that I have the husband that I have. Yay! Play that clip to your brethren. Play that sexual auntie Nana said to your brethren. That's the man she's got to be looking for. Not freaking freaking stop liking abs, man. Auntie I was gonna say you need to send him nudes, though, Nana man. I know. <laughs> I did. I sent him new pipes. You have to be. More, you have to be specific. So I just want to say without without exposing anything, someone asked me for nudes the other day, and I sent them new tights based on what. I've, you know, well done. Thank well you. done. Good girl. <laughs> what? Someone asked me for nudes. I'm gonna send them nudes of men. <laughs> You've got to be specific or send home. 
nude coats, nude nails. You have to. <laughs> That's a tip. Go on, Archie Shadow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, my sad, mad and glad, I don't have a sad or a mad at the moment. My only sad, actually, I take that back, is that there was a party last week that I missed out on and it looked freaking amazing. Wow. <laughs> Serious, I wish I was there. And actually, too, because I wish I was in Malta as well. I'm not even going to lie. DLC right? looked lit. Yeah, it looked wicked. Yeah. Malta is looking heavy. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. Seriously, I'm just like, ugh, annoying. But anyway... I don't really have a mad at the moment. I think like being off from work and stuff, I'm generally in a in a good mood. My glad, though, I do have a few glads. One is my bonus niece got into her first choice of internship. So I'm very, very happy for her. Like, I'm just so proud because she was so nervous and she sent me this whole thing. And I was just like, just need to be yourself. Like, everyone's going to love you. And they did. And she was one of the first picked. And it was just amazing. I'm really proud of her and happy for her. And also, The Boys is back. I don't know if you guys watch that, yeah. but I freaking love it. <laughs> Serious. And I can't wait for Friday. And then also I'm loving Love Island and me and Auntie Nana are doing a mm, not daily, every other day-ish show review yeah. type thing. So yeah, and I'm really loving that at the moment. So yeah, it's, that's me. Uncle Phony, have you got your sad mad glad? Simple. I'm sad that we're about to go into a recession. Oh God! <laughs> I was pretending that that's not what's going on. I'm mad about a fever. It needs to stop, otherwise I'm gonna stop living here. And I'm glad. I'm glad that my mum's back because yeah, I'm just glad she's back. And actually, I've had fun on it, so I'm glad that I came on the podcast. Yay! 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 <laughs> Yay! Thank you for coming, man. You didn't do this bit of homework. Have you got anyone on your hit list? Someone that doesn't piss you off. I mean, someone that pisses you off or someone, or what's the other one? I've forgotten what it is. Don't piss or me off. Or recommendation. Or recommendation. Is there anything you want to sign off with? Or a recommendation. Like, you know what? Nothing really, nothing really annoys me like that. There are a few things that annoy me, but it's like no one really annoys me because I just think everyone gets what's coming to them. <laughs> True. That sounded like that, 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 that was a threat. <laughs> that sounds like everybody on your hit list. It's a fact. Everyone gets what's coming. To, even Boris. Everyone. Like you know, it's not. It's, it's not necessarily for me to serve that justice, but it's always everyone gets what's coming to them. Um, what would I recommend? What have I been watching recently? Uh, do you know what's good? Like Lightyear. <laughs> okay, I haven't watched no, it. I want to see that. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it good? Oh. It's not bad. Like it's not yeah. the way they've done it. Is kind of made it so it works. You know, okay. it's, it's not bad. And so that was all right. What else did I watch? I watched something else recently. I've still not finished Hustle. Which one? What, the, what? I can't get through it. Adam Sandler film. Yeah. I oh, yeah, I started it. I started it. I'm not finished it. It seemed like totally mm. good. What else? What else? What else would I recommend that I've watched recently? I feel like Miss Marvel's. Miss Marvel's not bad. Yeah, that's decent. I like that's, that. That's cute. It's actually, it's, and it's got, do you know what's mad? What I like about it is that it's got these little, like, sort of Asian references. Yes. And, like, it's quite similar to, like, oh, I Marvel. think. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you said yeah. something else. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, so yeah, I, think, so I think 
I think Nigeria, I think like my experience of Nigerian culture, some of like, I saw I've got Indian friends and they tell me about some of the stuff that their aunties and uncles do. And I think, oh my gosh, it's so similar. It's hilarious. And, 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 and I just find that element funny where it's like they've got these ethnic things that are clearly specific to them, but they're not specific to them because we have yeah. the same thing in our culture. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's very, it's unifying. I like it too. All right, guys. That do you want to get some comments? We got any comments? I've seen one that you need to read out, Nana. Which one? <laughs> what to, for, <laughs> for my husband? That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm trying. I'm trying to help you, Nee. I'm trying yeah. to help. We're trying to help. He, you. he, he wrote, <laughs> "Send me proper nudes." It's 2022, <laughs> and still I don't get none. All right. Bro. In the nudes, man. <laughs> In 22 more years, you can get it. 2042, you can get some news. You'll appreciate them then. Uh, well, guys, thank you, Femi. Uncle Femi, you've been a wonderful uncle, uh, as we knew you would be. Thank you so much for spending your time with us and dropping, dropping gems. And that warning at the end, I'm scared, man. You guys, yeah. Uncle Femi, you lot are getting shit coming for you. You're doing shit wrong out there. But I like that warning. I love that. That's a good one. It was deep. It was deep. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, aunties. This is your aunties could never. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on all the social media platforms. And remember, you can listen back to us on most popular listening platforms. Don't forget to leave your comments and your recommendations and your shares. And don't forget to follow us. Join, sign up to Patreon, please. You get extra bonus aunties when you sign up to the Patreon. So get more content from us there. And I think that's it. Playlist. Not My God. Spotify playlist. Did you guys do it? Yes. Yeah. It was a Let's run quick. Let's run for it quick. Where are we? I've lost mine. So it was like freestyle. So whatever yeah. your need is right now, should I just go with mine? First yes, of all? go on then. <laughs> okay. So obviously break my soul. Beyonce, that's number one I'm adding. And Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mills, because that intro to us, like, I just think it's just brilliant, like the talking, beginning, like I love it. And then just like a little bit of UK flavour, Mira May, Wild Things, I like that track at the moment. So yeah. Okay. You know, I, mine was quickly, I was in Ghana last night, man. I was just deep in the cut listening to Ghanaian music last night when I was working. I realize you've already done Quaker the Traveller, but I have to reiterate, Quaker the Traveller by Black Sharif is a bad boy tune. <laughs> Black Sharif just generally, just download his whole playlist anyway. He's wicked, so everything's with Black Sharif. But Quaker the Traveller was my favorite, but it's already on our playlist. Sorry by Yao Tog, little young American <laughs> who's on the onion drill kind of grind wave. And Utalege is an old school classic. That by is my favorite song. Afori and Ponsa. Listen, anytime that comes on, and I have to big up Fiona Lamte at her 40th birthday, the DJ played it and it was like, mm. I, know that. I, I um, love that. Song. I know that. You would um, do. Uh, uh, yeah, you definitely, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely would have heard it. Okay. So for mine, it's just reflective of my mood. Definitely. Chris Brown, beautiful people, one of my all time faves. Uh, Jill you. Scott, golden. Mm. And Kano, again, one of my all time favorite tunes, P's and Q's. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what I'm on. Classic. Excellent. No, I'm on my cute and cute. Yes. <laughs> Ajifar, you got yours? I have, but I can't find the title. Hold on. So first one I'm going to say is Burner Boy, Last Last. I've been killing that at the moment. Yes, yes. Yes. Burn! At Burn the moment. And the next one is, surprisingly, Ella, what's her name? Ella May? Ella May. Ella May. 
Hold on, I need to get the actual tune. So sorry, I'm so unprepared for this. She's got a new tune, and I actually love it. It's off her new album. Sorry, chat amongst yourselves. Ella May has a new album. Okay. Well, I just saw Ella, she was collaborating on a tune. I didn't know she had a collaboration on, but yeah. Who's that? Say that again. Ella May. Ella May, she was collaborating with someone I didn't know she had done a collaboration with. I was like, oh, let me see. Can't remember who it was. Oh. Uncle Fremi, what are you listening to? I'll find it, but we'll put it in Spotify. I know, uh, yeah, I'll get yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, go on. And what's your third one? No, there's two that I can't find, so. Oh, okay. They'll all be on the list. Yeah, they'll be on the thing. I actually do like, it's, I like Plan B by Megan The Stallion. And I don't love Megan The Stallion. <laughs> I like, but I like Plan B because it's a tune. And I, I, I feel like because of the beat, it's like a throwback kind of beat. That's mm -hmm. why I like it. And I kind of just like how she, how she rides the rhythm on that tune. So Plan B, Last Last, and the LMA song, if I can find the name of it. Okay. Cool. Emily, do you want to come to our playlist? Are you got any tunes that you want to add to our playlist? What are you listening to? It's called How. Sorry, and it's featuring Roddy Rich. There you go. <laughs> that is this Nigerian artist called Ashake, and he's like yes, all yes. the bangers at the moment. So he's got he's got the song by with Burner Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a song called Peace Be Unto You. I like. What am I listening? So I'm listening to a lot of him at the moment. Listen to a lot of always listen to I'm a piano. There's a there's a one of the main producers got a new album, Cabza, Cabza the Small. He's got a new mm. album banging. And what else am I listening to? I listen to like um, I listen to Lethal B's new album. Oh, is it good? Yeah, okay. a couple songs. I don't really listen. Lethal B is not an artist that I would listen to for albums normally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like, you've got a couple songs. Yeah. Like, Beautiful Bees doing his thing. And then um, there's, there's an artist called Ego Ella May. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've worked with Yeah. There's a couple of tunes. I might get, get, get you to send me some of them names and we'll add it to our special. Your auntie's going to have a playlist on Spotify. So check that out. It's just our yeah. tunes. And you just I'll get a feel of it. Yeah, man. All right, guys, that's it for real, for real now. Good night. End of the party. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Night-night. Bye. 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 Bye.